Hey, what up, boxing fans? This is the Rope of Dope Radio Podcast. I am your host, Chris Carlson. We are live on a Thursday night. Hope everybody's doing okay. So I decided not to do it Tuesday. Life kind of got in the way, and usually I let the uh, the year-end show go for, you know, a couple extra days. A lot of times, uh, you know, people will uh, get to it at separate times. But anyway, we are back talking a little boxing, and I do mean a little from this weekend. <laughs> the top two fights on that uh, Golden Boy DAZN card, man, that was, uh, well, there wasn't much there. I guess enough for Tony Weeks, but no, there wasn't much there. Um, shots out to Barossa, though. Good for him. It'll be interesting to see if he wants to take step aside money, which I'm assuming he'll he will. Which parlays us into some of the news items we'll get to, of course. Before that, we will preview the uh, Archer Beterbiev Beterbiev uh, versus Kalim Smith fight. Um, you know, could be a. I think it'll be interesting while it lasts. Not to say that it's going to be uh, three, four rounds and then it's a knockout. I mean, with uh, Peturbiev, I guess that could happen, right? Um, but yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to that fight in a sense anyway. I always like uh, watching him fight because um, it's been a while. It's been almost a year and even longer for Kelly Smith. A lot of people talking about um, age for obvious reasons when it comes to Archer, I mean, at some point, he, he will probably fall off the cliff, right? But Ke- they're talking about inactivity. And uh, Callum Smith is even has been more inactive. And really, if you back it up, pause, if you back it up a couple of uh, the last few years, I mean, the last chunk of years, he's been real, real non-active. Let's, let's put it that way. But yeah, we'll definitely preview and predict that fight. And then we'll talk a little Errol Spence, um, you know, kind of coming up with the no excuses, but actually there is an excuse, but it could have been a joke, but it still comes across as an excuse. Uh, Tiafima Lopez, speaking of excuses, Tiafima Lopez, ah, man, sometimes this guy, it's just, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Ryan Garcia is uh, flip-flopping. He should be, uh, you know, he should be a politician with all this back-and-forth bait-and-switch stuff going on. Now he wants Roley. He interjected himself, paused, into uh, the Haney stuff, then said, well, actually, hold on. Oscar is saying, actually, hold on. Uh, we do have some news. AJ Ngannou fight. Um, a possibly, a possible, I should say, fight between Wilder and Zhang. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Don't get me wrong. That's a banger of a fight. But um, eh. Golden Boy Promotions added yet another junior welterweight to their, uh, you know, the, their, their roster, which obviously, you know, is, is key because, you know, it, it'll keep Ryan Garcia happy. Um, so there are some other items, some other news items that we'll get to in UA as well. Returning in May, we assume 
it'll be against Luis Neri. I'll give you a little bit more detail on that. Uh, but yeah, there's a variety of other stuff. Of course, some some boxing Twitter stuff that we'll cover, but a lot of fight news and whatnot. Won't go too deep tonight. I'm just going solo, um, solo dolo tonight. By the way, if this is your first time listening to the Rope and Dope Radio podcast, welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Rope Dope Radio. You don't have to go to Blog Talk and Rope Dope and download the show directly there. You can find the Rope Dope Radio podcast under that platform on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Download the podcast app, Google Podcasts, Player FM, PodBay, PodBean, PodTail. Just basically Google it and you'll find it. Um, and while you're at it, why don't you head on over to thegruelingtruth.com, Eastside Boxing and Phil Boxing as well. Um, one more thing, direct TV stream. Get the best in streaming TV. Choose the direct TV streaming package that's right for you. No annual contracts, no hidden fees. For that limited time, it's still hanging around, say, $50 in the first two months. There's also a deal with Stars and direct TV stream. Order today for three months, five fifty a month. Go online or call one 800 531 5,000. That's direct TV stream. Okay. So, um, <laughs> I, man, I, that Davies excuse is really fucking silly. I mean, what the fuck? Let's start there. Let's start there. Big left hook. Like, I'm not going to say shatters O'Hara Daisy, uh, Davy, Daisy? <laughs> Davies, but uh, Barossa left hook, caught him in an exchange, dropped him. Davies probably got up too quick both times, by the way. The second time he made sure to try to get up. And, you know, sometimes pride messes with you. It's easy to be at home saying, hey, dude, stay down. But, you know, you're trying to prove to the ref uh, or the pride thing, whatever, a combination. Um, you know, you can just keep an eye on the ref and look at him and be like, I'm good, but I'm going to stay here on this knee. You know what I mean? And, and try to recoup in those eight seconds that you got. I know it's 10 seconds, but not really, because if it's 10, right, you uh, you you get counted out more than likely, right? We've seen that, people trying to get up at nine, but... You know, no surprise, the left hook was a big shot there. Um, like I said, shots out to Barossa. I mean, you know, I dog both of them being ranked this high, but hey, it's boxing. They are ranked this high. Um, and uh, so shots out to him. You know, will Barroso, you know, take step aside money? Uh, I'm assuming he will. And when I mean that, so so Ryan Garcia and Roley can fight. I'd assume he would, and then maybe get, you know, the co-feature. Well, I don't know about a co-feature, but, you know, fight on the card against a winnable opponent, get a nice payday. And, you know, maybe the WBA would be willing to do that and say, hey, um, you know, whoever wins has to fight him next. Um, Obviously, he's dangerous, you know, but Ohari Davis, you know, he was talking – a whole lot, a gang of shit, like used to be the old saying, right? I mean, he really was. And it was getting to the point, like I get his promoter talking about, you know, we got our next star or whatever. 
excuse me, he's the promoter, you know. He's supposed to say that, but there was this video that was clipped, and you know, and I I mentioned it being clipped of O'Hara O'Hara Davis talking about some just nonsense when it comes to uh, the casino and hotel stuff about why he couldn't sleep. We'll get that in a second, but I will I will say this: he did say other stuff before that clip. It not that it's taken completely out of context because I don't think it was. But watching the video, you know, he did say I got caught with the big shot and credit to him and all that. But he was talking a ton of stuff, um, talking about how he's going to, you know, tear through Barroso and then Roley as well and going at LRB. And don't get me wrong, LRB will go at people too. Um, on Twitter, it's like him and Eddie kind of lead the league in that, but especially Eddie. But, um, you know, it, I don't know. He he said he didn't sleep that well. Um, and he was talking about these big air vents in his hotel room. And it's like, I mean, most hotel, shit, you can go to Motel 8. You can go to a motel. You can go to the, one of those motels at the edge of the, where there's like eight rooms. And you look down at the edge like, man, do I want to stay in it? It's kind of creepy. But, you know. They got vents, dude. They got air vents, air ducts, whatever the fuck you want to call them. That's not really that crazy, but he goes on to say that the oxygen gets pumped. So they're pumping a bunch of oxygen, like, in the rooms and in the casino now. I believe it was I believe it was a, a mob book. Who was it? I think it was the guy that wrote Godfather, wasn't it? Don't quote me on that. I think it was. Uh, the Mario dude, he mentioned in a book that they pump oxygen. Now, first of all, they keep it cold as fuck because when you're warm, you're relaxed. And when you're relaxed, you get tight, right? Especially after you eat. But so they keep those motherfuckers cold, dude. Don't get me wrong. Um, Most casinos I've ever been in, not just in Vegas. Um, but, you know, it's like, the whole pumping of oxygen, first of all, they don't do that. That's a myth. Um, and second of all, if you pump oxygen, a fair amount of it in the air, you know, it can it can ignite when there's a fire or a flame. And, you know, a lot of different casinos you could smoke in for years, right? And you light up. I mean, there's... There's, you know, there's restaurants, a casino. And my point is they don't pump oxygen and, you know, in a fire or something that ignites, it can actually add like an explosive element to it. So they don't pump oxygen and, and keep you up that way. Like I said, they, they, they like their uppers that actually, you know, the thing is about Nevada, it did, it did like surprise me that they legalized weed. Because for so long, they want you up. They want you on pills or cocaine or, you know, if you're going to do some drugs and drinking and stuff. They don't want, they didn't want weed in Nevada. I remember driving through there multiple times and, you know, being in Vegas several times before this stuff. And, and a lot of times you would get shitty weed when you were there. And they would have these billboards, and this flashes back more to the 90s, but they would have these fucking billboards on the road saying 
20 years in jail for like a little amount of weed like what the so they were not wanting weed around really which i i understand from a business perspective but my point is that's why you couldn't sleep because you think they're pumping oxygen into your room it just come on dude barboza that was kind of funny he's like uh actually i slept like a baby (laughs) i don't know what the hell you're talking about um but yeah i mean Ohara Day, you know, Davies, you know, definitely like a domestic level fighter. And I'm talking about domestic, you know, shots out to the UK. Um, it's, it's, he's just, you know, talked a good game. Well, obviously not that good because he looked like crap, you know, in the actual ring. And he got knocked out. And just because you get knocked out early doesn't mean, you know, you can never come back from it. But, he just doesn't have a lot of – he doesn't have many quality wins. He never should have been ranked there, and I and I say the same thing about Barossa, but that's the ranking system. It is what it is. Um, and like I said, shots out to Barossa, dude. Like you made a little money here. You get maybe some step-aside money and then get a shot at another title shot. Maybe he'll say, screw it, I want the title shot. I don't know. I'm assuming not. Um, you know, he is – Tied with a PBC outlet, uh, so I'm guessing it'll be step aside money. But yeah, shots out to him. Speaking of Barossa, he he basically just handled his fight. Um, I mean he he outlanded him by a lot. It wasn't really a great fight per se, um, but Barossa did win. And then in the main event, um, you know, <laughs> if it was like a big like a jab like i don't know the it was it was pretty ugly dude it was pretty ugly it's like got hit with a shot um you know and that was about it like it was the, the first big big shot he hit him with some jabs hit him and i'm talking about frederick lawson obviously but like you know he uh he was he was hurt. I'm not going to say he wasn't hurt. He was hurt. He definitely was hurt. But, like, you could see Virgil, you know, when he get, gets a guy hurt, he, you know, his punches speed up, his combination. He was letting off some shots. Now, some of them were landing, you know, quite heavily, right? And others were not. I mean, point blank, just weren't landing, really. So, you know, it, it to me, it was an early stoppage. Now, this isn't a card that draw, you know, drew a lot of attention by any stretch, although it did after, but you know, it's not like it's not like there was a bunch of casuals watching this fight. And don't let me don't get me wrong, I'm not ripping the fight. Um, because you know, it's not like a lot of casuals watch a lot of boxing, right? But it was a bad fucking stoppage. There's just no way around it. Now, maybe he only had another, you know little bit and then he would have been stopped legitimately that's fair um but it was a bad stop it it was just like if you're like i said if you're watching that fight you're like what the fuck is this dude you know um it, it, it was like i don't i don't mind the opponent because you know he was trying to technically it was a middleweight fight right it wasn't 154 so anything above 154 is technically gonna be a middleweight fight but I, you know, could they have found a better opponent to get more rounds? Sure. 
but they really were just getting the back, right? And, and that's what it was. How do you feel at the weight? He said he felt good. His body looked actually pretty good on the scale. But we can't really take a whole lot out of that performance, if we're being honest. Like, I don't want to see him against Tim Zoom next or something. You know what I mean? I'm not saying he's got to fight like, we'll get in four fights this year and then we'll see. I'm not saying that. But he probably should get another fight. But on to the Tony Weeks thing. First of all, it's time for Tony Weeks to step down. And that's not just him. That's the commissions, too. This one being the California Commission, right? The Sports Commission. Like, it's time for them to make the right decision. And we can add judges. You know, a lot of commissions. I'm not just picking on California State Athletic Commission. Um, Some of these refs got to go. And some of these judges shouldn't be judging high-level fights anymore. Kick them down to the minor leagues. You know what I mean? Um if you're not going to boot him out for good. But he did make, I believe it was a Facebook. Was it Twitter? No, it was Facebook. He, Tony Weeks said, um, what the public didn't know, that prior to the fight, they did a brain scan scan on, scan, scan on him. And it came out that he had an aneurysm. And they did a test again, and the same aneurysm came up. Another doctor was brought in, gave him, uh, the same, you know, examination, and he uh, tested negative for that. So they cleared him, right? Um, and, you know, to be fair, like this is what he said, right? This is what he said. Um, this is what he alleges. And, you know, going from doctor to doctor, can you get different results, whether that's what you want or not? Yeah, of course you can. You know what I mean? I'm not alleging anything. I'm just saying those are, that's a fact. You can, you know, uh, so the thing is, you know, now they came out and said that he passed a doctor's exam and so did Golden Boy. And, and, but you notice how they didn't address the actual, hey, dude, you know, but did he fail on a different one? You know, the, the Nevada State Athletic Commission. Wait a second. Have I been saying California? fuck's wrong with me this is in vegas my bad uh you know they came out and said that you know said the exam you know the medical examination they were cleared by experts you know the commission and its executive director will continue ongoing practice of reviewing its official performance during and after the, the event right so in golden boy you know basically the same thing right the, they were he was cleared um and you know to be fair like i said Tony Weeks didn't say he wasn't cleared, you know. Clearly, he was cleared, right, because he's fighting. So um, whether that's true or not with Tony Weeks, he still – like, if that was in the back of your mind, which I get it, um, then you – you know, then you probably shouldn't have been the referee. You shouldn't have been the referee. And like I said, that's my fault. I don't know what I was thinking about the California one. It, it was Nevada. It's my fault. Um, but, you know, shouldn't have ref then. And, and, you know, maybe when you just get picked, you got to. It's like part of the contract. If you get picked, you know, but you could have faked a flu or something. You know, I don't know. It's, it's like if you were going to stop it that quick, 
And it was fucking quick. It, it was a bad stoppage. There's no way around it. But ultimately, did it really matter? No. You know, Lawson wasn't going to beat him even before he was on the ropes covering up, not throwing back much, right? But, uh, you know, when you look at the combinations he was throwing them, like I said, they were fast and, you know, somewhat accurate. But it's not like all of his head wasn't snapping back or anything. But it was an early stoppage, but it ultimately it really doesn't matter. Uh, but it was a shitty stoppage. And like I said, Tony Weeks, it sounds like he's just making up excuse. Whether that's true or not, that's what he alleges, that that's what happened. And I'm not doubting uh, the fact that that happened, you know. Maybe it did. Um, but because we've seen, you know, certain athletic commissions pass a certain, you know, a fighter and then others that won't be able to, like wh- whether it's your eye or whatever. It, it's happened plenty of times. But that's that's partially on Tony Weeks then, like, if you were so worried about it and we're talking about that serious stuff and then you go in your boxing against Ortiz, who is known to knock people the F out, that's kind of on you too, the stoppage and just going in there. So anyway, um, like I said, do I want to necessarily see him in with Tim Zoo or something next? You know, uh, maybe if they fought in the summer and he got one more fight in, let's say in April, and then they fought, sometime in late summer or something. Sure. But I do think before he steps all the way up, that it'd be smart to get in there with a better opponent for, for uh, Virgil Ortiz and, and making sure he can make that weight and everything like that. It sounds like he's doing okay and, and whatnot. Um, and the thing about Ortiz and his camp, and especially Ortiz, you know, he's saying in multiple interviews that it wasn't, that it was just the weight issue. And it wasn't, you know, what he was diagnosed with. And it's like, well, okay, dude, but that's what they're telling us it was, you know. So obviously he had problems making the weight. We knew that already. But people, you know, have issues making weight and they do, it does that doesn't happen to their body, you know. Now, it kind of does, right, as far as you drain yourself and all that. But I'll just say this, like I – I still think you got to put like a quality co-feature <laughs> when Virgil fights still. I mean, you want to do that anyway, but you know what I mean? Just so you can have a main event that's still good. Or if it is a step-up opponent, much higher than this opponent, Lawson, then maybe you should have a backup ready to step in with that opponent just in case. But, you know, I hope Ortiz is good to go. Um, like I said, I can't take a ton out of this. But we, we know he can fight. You know, we know he's a pretty high-level high level operator. I would have um, picked him to win against Stanonius, but that would have been a good-ass fight, you know, so we'll see. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Tim Zhu and him is a fucking great matchup in just a battle, dude. It, it, that's – I like that fight a lot. Um, but, yeah, I think one more fight just to make sure – and actually make 54, too. Um, instead of doing, you know, a catch weight or whatever. So, so yeah. So that's about it, to be honest with you. Now, this next fight, I have seen, or not this next fight, but this weekend, Baturbiev, Smith. Um, I have seen some folks saying it's on straight up ESPN. I checked the guide. It's not on ESPN. 
uh, just for those folks out there. It is on ESPN Plus, though. Um, so just a heads up when it comes to that. Um, you know, it, it's a good matchup. I'm not saying it's not a good matchup. Callum Smith is a is a, a a fine fighter, right? He he's solid. He's a big dude. He, you know, he definitely has like height and reach. Um, for a light heavyweight, and when he was a super middleweight, I think it's like a 78 inch reach or something like that. I mean, he's a big dude. Um, but like I said, you know, who has he fought at this weight class to think that he's gonna beat? Paterbiev, that that's where I'm kind of questioning it. I have seen some UK media folks and boxers saying, I think he's going to pull the upset. And, you know, I, I do get it. I mean, to an extent, as far as, you know, well, if you look at it, you know, I think a lot of it's off of the Anthony Yard, right? Um, the Anthony Yard fight. And both of them were landed big shots, big right hands, really. He ultimately landed a better one, but the first chunk of that fight was really good. It was a fun fight. It was one of the better fights of the year. I'm not going to say some people call it the fight of the year. I didn't necessarily say that, but it was good. It was a good fight, really good fight. And uh, so I get it. And now he's been out almost a year, right? I do get that. Um, And at some point, you fall off the cliff, right? The old saying, you get old overnight. Um, and you know, as I said, he hasn't been the most active guy since COVID hit, which, you know, Usyk had a activity problem. There's plenty of other fighters in that, you know, 2020 and a little beyond that, that weren't all that active. He's one of them, obviously. I mean, he fought against, uh, Vostik, uh, October, 2019, and then he didn't fight until March uh, 2021. And so if you look at that since 2019, kind of in the fall, right? He's only had four fights. And like I said, he's had a year off now, basically. So yeah, he hasn't been the most active guy, but on the flip side. So I would lean age as an issue um, or a reason, I guess you could say of why, you know, Callum Smith would win because, you know, you can go back to 2020, December 2020, you know, when he took his first L against uh, uh, Canelo. And first of all, he hadn't fought in about a year, a little short of it. But like I said, some of that was COVID clearly. But he's only, since that late 2020, he's only fought twice. He hasn't fought. Since the summer of 2022. And think about it. To fight Paterbiev, you got to be sharp, dude. You got to be sharp as a tack. You got to be on your P's and Q's. You cannot have a bunch of rust, dude. Now, give it, he may have some rust. But like I said, you know, from 2020 to have only two fights, that's what's kind of got me scratching my head. When folks are saying, oh, you know, I think he's going to do it. You know, I'm not, I mean, hey, anything's possible. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying that there's no way we, we've seen it. Upsets happen, you know, but, and, and just kind of breaking down some of the things that, you know, Smith can do. Like I said, the height, 
It's uh, 78 to 73 looking at it right here as far as reach. Um, you know, fighting on the outside with his, what I think is a pretty decent jab. Um, he's got kind of a wide stance, but he's a, he's a tall dude, right? Um, beyond the jab though, he definitely throws the one twos, right? Or a, like a lead right, uh, a lot of times. Um, he's a pretty good body puncher as well. Now, when you're this tall facing a, a power puncher that has short shots, that are going to hit you <laughs> really hard. Um, you're probably not going to work the body a whole lot, right? Um, but I mentioned the one, two. It's not just that. I do like his creativity where he mixes up his two-punch combo. And I keep saying two-punch stuff because unless he's unless he's got him like stunned or something or shelled up, which I'll get to that in a second on the flip side, but if he's got him, you know, on the rope or something like that or, or buzz, well, then maybe you could throw more than a two-punch combo. But you don't really want to go too much past three punches because if you start throwing three, four, five-punch combos, you know, that means you're right there more than likely, right? So I think that one of the things that I like, like I said, mixing it up, he has a really good left hook. And sometimes it's a right hand left hook, right? Sometimes it's a jab left hook. Sometimes it's a left hook, right hand uppercut. You know, he can he can land uppercuts with both hands. So I do like the way he mixes it up. So it is kind of like scoring points, being on the outside, and you know, clinch when you have to clinch. Um, but it's not just scoring points. You're not gonna win. Sure, you can win plenty of rounds, but you're not gonna beat him by just scoring points. You have to land some good shots to get his attention to at least like slow him down a little bit. Um, that type of thing. And, and just so the judges can see, Oh wow, that's a big left hook or uppercut or whatever. Right. Um, the problem is, and you know, even before Canelo, the blueprint, I thought John Ryder had a nice blueprint before Canelo. Um, and that's really pushing him back on the ropes because when he's on the ropes, he tends to shell up and he gets trapped on the ropes. So you're going to have to have, you know, an exit strategy, whether that's a clinch, whether that's, you know, clinching a little high and turning him and getting the hell out of there. Or like I said, just if you have an exit, go use it. A lot of times it'll be in the corner, which is harder, obviously, to exit out of. But you got to have an exit strategy because if you're just going to shell up, you're going to get pummeled. And remember, Canelo, like, hit him on the arm. And look at his fucking arm. Like, I don't know. I, I just I just think that... I think that Baturbiev, as a come-forward fighter, a lot of people just assume caveman status, right? And don't get me wrong, you know. I mean, look at the motherfucker, right? Just look at him. No offense. But, you know, look at him. He does look like... He's a brute, right? But, you know, he's got a good jab, too. I, I like his jab better. In fact, if I remember correctly, I think he out-jabbed Volstick in that fight. Now, that was a while ago. But I also like, like a crafty thing he does is turn the jab into a hook, you know? But either way, you know, he, he, he's got these short, effective, explosive punches. And he'll let him off. 
and he will take shots and he has been buzzed. He's been dropped. We all, we know that. So there, I'm not saying that he, he can't be, you know, um, hurt. Everyone can get hurt. Right. And, and maybe it is that you got to finally, someone's got to knock him out and that's the only way you're going to get it because, you know, like I said, Volstick landed a fair amount of punches. If you look at like the first six rounds, I think I checked it today. There was only one round where he didn't land double digits and he threw a lot of punches. But then in the second part of that fight, didn't go the full 12 rounds, obviously. There was some rounds where he still threw a lot, but then the landing, it, was, it wasn't it was double digit anymore. Um, so I just think ultimately, now the one thing, and I've seen multiple people, including Boxing Jim, and this is the one thing about that people have been saying for quite a while, um, and actually, it's funny because it, it lines up with Ryder style too. This way, um, is he he does kind of you know change levels. He does that little duck down and then explode, right? And so there is a tell there. So it's up to you know it's up to to his team and ultimately him in the ring to you know identify that tell and do something about it right then and there. And sometimes if you're in bad positioning, it's, it's the exit strategy, right? Get the fuck away from them. Um, but ultimately I just think that I think it'll, I think it'll go rounds. I'm not, like I said, I'm not saying three or four rounds, but you know, when you're in there with, with a guy like that, that could punch, um, it could go at any time, but I'm at least mid rounds, but I'm picking late stoppage. Um, in that fight, I think that he'll he'll ultimately knock him out. Um, but I, I could see Ryder having success with his jab and some quick combos. He's got to make him quick, though. I know I just got done saying you got to land some power shots to get his attention, and you do. Um, but that's more of like a throughout the round type thing and throughout the fight, not you know. Like I said, he's got a little bit of a white stance, and you don't want to be, you know, like right in front of him for too long. Um, so, yeah, I do have Baturbia by knockout. But, you know, for those who think that maybe he'll fall off the cliff, maybe you just like Cali for whatever reason, you think it's a good style. I mean, you could get him as high as plus 360. Actually, my bad. FanDuel has him for uh, plus 370. Um, and it's funny, like, if you look at, if you look at Paterbia, by decision is like a huge plus number. Um, so maybe if you think Callum can last or it's going to be a good fight like that, you know, maybe put some money on, you know, Paterbia, uh, by decision, you know, um, I don't think that's going to be the case, but. You know, if you have faith in, in Smith, if you think this is the time, you know, obviously you can put money on an underdog number. But um, if it's a close fight, you know, maybe Smith gets hurt enough or knocked down or whatever, and he makes it through. And it's a big plus number is what I'm saying. Um, and Billy and Maloney and a couple other, you know, fighters do return on the undercard. Um, not really... Now, I'm not going to break down much of it. Hopefully, you know, some of them turn into good scraps and we can really recap them. Um, 
The closest fight this weekend is probably, I think it's, let me look. I think it's the Dennis Duglin fight. Let me check here. It's probably. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. The Cecil McCullough, or McCullough? Yeah, McCullough. Um, he's a plus 118, plus 115. Um, so that's on Saturday, too. But yeah, that that's my thoughts there. Um, so yeah, there are some other fighters on that fight card. It does start a little early uh, for normal. You know, if you look at like fight cards normally in the U.S., so that that's a positive. Um, so yeah, that about wraps that up. Um, so yeah, news wise, Errol Spence. You know, now I, I do think he was joking when he said it. But he did kind of come out and be like, no excuses, but, you know, here's some excuses, you know. But he said uh, he posted he had to get um, cataract surgery. So he's going to be smoking some. Oh, wait, Texas, it's illegal still, right? Now, is is medical good to go in Texas? Somebody messaged me from Texas because that's isn't that cataract? Smoke till my eyes get cataract. Okay. Um, it's been past due. Shit was covering my eye. And he said, why do you think I got hit with so many jabs and hooks? Still a great performance by bro. It's like, well, and, and by the way, he did. I remember him leaving it. kind. Of, now, I think it was a joke, but still it, it comes across as an excuse too, in my opinion. Uh, but I could see a little joke there, you know? A little jokey joke, but like I said, it kind of comes off as an excuse, too. Uh, before he'd say, even if there was something wrong, I wouldn't tell you. He, he's left some open doors there. We know about a potential rib stuff. Um, it is what it is. The thing about this is, now will this, you know, is it is it a month? Is it two months, you know? Depending on what you read, it, it, it can be up to two months. Um, and then that's like, could you start camp, uh, like a little, like just start camp without sparring yet. Um, and then kick in sparring once you've been cleared, I guess you could, but are they going to plan this event or no matter what, even if it didn't, it wasn't a rematch for Crawford, are they going to plan the next Spence fight without that being cleared, I highly doubt it. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. I mean, Ishe Smith and other people came out and said, oh, they wouldn't have cleared you. That goes back to, I mean, I don't know, man. I, that, you know, I'm not saying you can get cleared for anything and find a doctor who will clear you for anything. Because like I said, you know, sometimes it just won't work in that athletic state commission, right? Um, and that's what makes it different over in the states here for folks, uh, you know, in the UK or Japan or whatever. That That's just state by state, man. It's It, it can be really different um, in many ways. <laughs> um, so, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but, yeah, it does come across as an excuse. But I don't go over the top with it because it – he kind of said it in like a joking way. Um, 
and it's not like a conspiracy that he came up with or something, you know? Um, so I know a lot of people, you know, on the bud side only were like, Oh, you know, he took his eye. It's like, well, I, I don't think he caused cataract, dude. I don't think cataract does cataracts, uh, work like that. Every time I hear that word, I just keep hearing that. Is it dog pound or no, it's Snoop Dogg. It's off the Snoop Dogg. I think the Godfather is second CD. Smoke tea, Osgood Cataracts. Uh, anyway, um, so yeah. Um, oh yeah. So Garcia, Ryan Garcia, right? He jumped in the Twitter talks, the Twitter beefs with uh, Twitter finger. He went Twitter fingers on us about how he's jumping in. Roly, you missed your chance. You took too long. Um, and now it does seem like Roly has made the immaculate, you know, recovery. So shots out to him. <laughs> um, you know, he, he he was ready to fight Devin Haney, dude. Talks are going and blah, blah, blah. Did they have real negotiations or not? I don't know. People started to jump off with this well. He'd have to take 30% because he has the belt and they started to use all this. Well, you know, I mean, technically in this scenario, like a mandatory is probably the only way it would go to purse bid, but it wouldn't go to purse bid. A fight like this wouldn't go to purse bid. One, he's not the Mando. Now you don't technically have to be a Mando to go to purse bid, but do you really think they're going to put this fight they're going to go through all the negotiations and then put it up for purse bid and let somebody else swoop it up. I highly fucking doubt it. I, I highly doubt it. This could do a really big sizable gate. And I think it could do some numbers on pay-per-view. I'm not talking about 500,000 or whatever, but I think it could do some numbers. Um, now if they fought, Later this year or next year, would it do more numbers? Yeah, probably. I mean, that seems as long as they both kept winning, right? So the whole point is, and I keep trying to tell folks, some people are on the same page with me. Some people just love this fucking Twitter shit. And by the way, boxing Twitter, I mean, it's just taken like such a fucking nosedive. And I know I'm not, you know, this is nothing new. I'm not reinventing the wheel, breaking news or nothing, but it's like, geez, it just keeps sinking to lower. No, don't get me wrong. I've met a lot of cool fucking people on boxing Twitter. I've messaged with them. Shots out to you guys, right? And gals, if you know what I mean. No, but you know what I mean? Like, it, I, I have. I'm not trying to, not trying to, met some cool ass fucking people who in the future, hopefully, um, I get to hang out with and watch a fight with, you know, that type of shit. Um, and, and, you know, Twitter, obviously, through the spaces, you know, the Twitter spaces, man, I've met a lot of dope, cool-ass motherfuckers, right? Totally. Um, but the shit is getting so fucking dumb, dude, and it's such a, it's so over the top. The engagement thing, it, it's so bad now, dude. It, it's, it's really bad. It's it's on some politics type shit, dude. And I'm not talking about bo- boxing politics. I'm talking about like politics where you're just like, dude, this is so misleading and misinformation and just talking shit, you know? It's either 
you go to be the biggest fanboy and people talk shit that you're the biggest fanboy and then other fanboys of that fighter will back you up or you just go to say some just over the top shit, right? Or breaking news shit or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Um, it, it's, it just gets so old. But my point is, long story short, and that was kind of long, sorry. Um, the fights don't get fucking made on boxing Twitter, dude. Or on YouTube or on podcasts. They just don't. I get it. I know Ness. Shots out to the boxing voice. I've known him for a long ass time behind the scenes. You can say whatever you want about him. I've known him for a long time. I know him. Now, we're not best friends, but I know him, right? And, you know, I'm not saying that you're going to ask questions and you're going to get, you know, Bill Haney on the show. And I'm not ripping that at all. But when it comes to going back and forth on Twitter and back and forth in all these interviews, it just, it doesn't, it's not going to make the fucking fight. It just isn't. Now, there are some examples in the Boxing Voice and others that you're, 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 you know, the person is on there talking about it, like Matias, right? His fucking trainer got on there and he was trying to talk to Bill and he was, you know, so there's examples of, hey, I want to make the fight. You want to make the fight. Why don't we get the fuck offline? And make this fight instead of, well, I called him 10 minutes later. I tried to call him. He don't want it. He turned down this money, dude. That shit gets old. Not just old, but the fights don't fucking make. They're not, they don't get made that way. You know, like I said, you could do an interview. You could do updates. Originally, go on whatever show you want and talk about, hey, we really want to make the fight. I don't think they want it. We'll find out, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying you can't talk shit. Well, if you're actually going to negotiate, at least curb some of it, like a fair amount of it. My point is, now Garcia's going back to rolling, which we all thought, in, in fact, you know, like right after the fight and before the fight and whatever, um, and I'm talking about Ryan Garcia, he was talking that my next fight is rolling. You know, that's what it was. Um, and then he said, you took too long. Right. And then now he's he wants to make the fight. So and Oscar's like, well, dude, you already gave me, you know, instructions for Haney. We want to fight Haney. We want you to fight Haney, not Roley. So we'll see. I mean, obviously a lot of this, you know, has been talked about as spawning from him hanging out and going on a jog and, you know, talking with Floyd Mayweather, right? And Floyd, you know allegedly set him straight and said, hey, fight Roley first, dude, blah, 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 right? And it does make sense to fight Roley, get a belt, and make a unification. It just does. That's how I thought it was going to be. So am I like, oh, fuck that? You know, no, because that, that's a good fight for him. Um, And then it makes it even bigger. I'm not saying it adds a unification, adds, you know, Hundreds of thousands of buys, you know. Um, I don't think it's a major pay-per-view for a while, if we're going to be talking about like that. But if you look at what pay-per-views do on average, I think it can make some money. Um, And like I said, it'll be a big-ass gate. That's for sure. It'll be a big-ass gate because um, them two together, I think, could sell it. And Devin Haney, if you look at his live gates, the last two, he's really – he's shooting up there, man. So – 
But yeah, we'll see where it goes. Um, I don't know. Obviously, uh, Roly would have to be healed. Maybe put some holy water on his back or whatever the fuck it was. Um, his neck, his back, in my in the hip. I don't know what the fuck it was, but yeah, um, we'll see. <laughs> we'll fucking see. And where's that? You know, so they're not gonna have to have Roly come or Ryan come over to Amazon or something, right? Roly's not that big of a name, so I'd assume he'd go to the zone, but. We'll see. It'll be pay-per-view. We know that. So, um, if that fight happens, you know, and then the Haney fight happens later, I'm okay with that. I never thought that Haney, I never fully believed that Haney and Garcia were going to fight next. And then, you know, let's not forget about someone else that would need some step-aside money, Sandor Martin. So my guess is that that's what it's going to be. Um, Maybe Ryan Garcia fights Roley. I don't know. Let's stay on this subject. I guess there's no Isak Cruz and Gervonta Davis rematch. We heard a little while ago that, you know, potentially, allegedly, that Gervonta don't want the fight. That's not a fight he wants. Um, Or at least, you know, Isak could get a big win and then be like, now let's make the fight. Then it would come across as more legit. Um. And I've always said that would sell on pay-per-view. It would. Because um, the word of mouth, it was a close fight. He went the distance, seven five fight. I think he beat him, you know, that type of shit. They, you know, Isak does have a name. Um, but anyway, he came out and said, hey, I'm ready to fight. You know, uh, now he wants to fight Garcia. So call my lawyer. I want to fight. So who knows? Maybe that'll be the fight. Maybe Roley will fight Barroso. I, I, I don't know. Who knows? My guess is Barroso will take a step aside, but we'll see. We will see. Um, but yeah, you know, that'd be fine with me if no Gervonta. So what's that mean for Gervonta next? Obviously, um, you know, he's still having some problem with the judges for, as far as where he can train and, and then Kelvin Ford, you know, um, recently was jailed. Um, and we'll see what happens with him, man. It's kind of a, just a mess, man, for him. But, um, obviously, you know, he got himself in the mess originally, uh, Javante. But anyway, um, so a couple of, uh, announcements, Jose Ramirez signing with Golden Boy. Not too long ago, they signed, you know, they signed, uh, Barossa, who just fought. You know, he put on an okay performance. But I, I really like the signing because if you're trying to keep Ryan Garcia happy, that's a big West Coast fight. It is. And it's a fun style matchup because, you know, oops, Ramirez is coming forward. You know, he's coming forward. So that that is a good fight. It's a good signing. It's a great signing for Golden Boy. Uh, and Jose Ramirez, it puts him in the mix, you know, uh, for a big fight, a big payday. Um you know, there were was that rumor out there that whether it was real or not that he turned down, you know, two million to fight Teal. Um, they were talking about a pay per view, I believe. I don't know. Um, so yeah, that's a big signing. Like I said, um, opponents at one forty for your your golden child, 
Ryan Garcia, it's a smart thing. It is a smart thing. Now, Tiafimo Lopez. Um, you know, he's talking shit like he wants to go fight Crawford. And he does have a fight coming up. Um, and I could see him trying to, you know, align himself with a big fight. You know, fighting Loma, beating him, fighting Taylor, beating him, and then going up to 47. That would be fucking huge. And maybe now that Spence needs time, like I said, I don't think they're going to have him start camp and plan a fight before his eye checks out. So does that get delayed or do they move on? It's up in the air. But don't get me wrong. Crawford TFMO signed me the fuck up. But some of this shit Lopez has been saying, like, so everybody was handicapped, basically, that he fought, right? You know, um, Benavidez got shot in the leg, right? I mean, he gets shot in the leg during camp. But I understand his point there. But And then Kell broke his eye. Okay. I mean, didn't Loma have a shoulder injury? Like, can't we – didn't you make up a reason why you didn't fight good against Cambosis? So – you know what I mean? Like, I, and then he's talking about, oh, you know, it was the cataracts that that got Spence. It's like, come on, dude. And then he's talking about, you know, I mean, the way he said, like, when we're talking about racist shit and not racist shit, right? As far as his comments, the way he said, now he didn't say a racial slur. But if you're going to say you can promote the blacks if you want to, the way he said it, yeah, it came across as at least ignorant. If not just full on, it's full on racist, dude, to be like, oh, well, you can have the blacks then. You know, I mean, that, that you know, I'm not quoting him directly. He didn't say it just exactly like that. But he was like, if you want to, you know, now that he, it's just, but then he's like, oh, I'm, I'm half black or I'm. You know, black from the waist down. He keeps just saying some stupid shit. Now, yeah, you could say he fights stereotypically like a black fighter. Uh, yeah, I understand that. He's slick and whatever. But, like, he just says some dumb shit sometimes. But, yeah, to sit there and downplay. Okay, so Taylor. There you go. Taylor was weight drained. I mean, he hasn't looked good since the progress fight. Correct. So that doesn't count either. Take that out. If you're going to take out fucking Crawford shit, who doesn't have a great resume, we all fucking know that, dude. He doesn't. It is what it is. Um, You know, he's got lineal statuses on two undisputeds and all that. But yeah, up until the Spence fight, he didn't have a great resume. But to sit there and, like I said, you can pick apart your shit too. Taylor, Loma, blah, 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 blah. I mean, come on, dude. Like, it, it just gets old, man. It just gets old. Um. Oh, Anthony Joshua in Ganway. Joshua in Ganway. Or Ganway? In Gano. In Ganway. He's going he's gonna to go away. In Ganway is going away. That, that's a lot of people saying, oh, dude, he's going to catch him. Yeah, he can catch him. Like I said, that little, that little left hook counter, you know, I gave in Ganu. You know, like credit the left hook counter trying to counter him, his stance, you know, it was legit for his first boxing fight, right? But he did put something on tape now, which is very vital 
because that's something we didn't really have. All we had is him hitting pads and shit, and it looked fucking bad. It looked atrocious. It looked horrible. But then, you know, I don't care how serious Fury was taking it. I, you know, I st- you still got to give him credit. And if these are his first two fights as a boxer, now he's been fighting for a while. We get that. But still, his first two fights as a boxer, that'd be pretty fucking... That's, I mean, you got to give him a lot of credit, dude. Plus, he's going to make some dolo. Dude. He's making a lot of money. So good for him. But that jab that we just saw, the right hand, I think Anthony Josh wins that fight. But we'll get into that when it happens. But on the undercard, there was some, there is some talk about Deontay Wilder, Wilder and Zang, which, you know, that's a fucking banger, dude. Both those dudes can effing punch, dude. I mean, that is a banger of a matchup. But it's not signed. It's not signed. So let's not get too excited just yet. From the sounds of it, it was a three-fight deal. Now, is that three-fight deal regardless that Wilder had and Anthony Joshua had? Or was the if you lose... And don't fight Joshua, we'll give you one more fight. Or was it a three-fight deal? Sounds like it was a three-fight deal to me. So, honestly, like, getting them back in March, you know, what are they talking about? March 9th? Because it can't bleed too long into the spring, correct? For Saudi Arabia. Shouts out to my Muslim brothers out there. It can't go that much longer in, right? Because of Ramadan. So, uh, March 9th. I mean, February is a shorter month, you know. Now, did he take a bunch of damage in that fight, uh, Wilder? No, he didn't. He got buzzed and shit, but he didn't take a, it wasn't a beat down. So, you know, maybe getting right back into camp, getting a fight, maybe that'd be a big thing. And to be fair, that's what it sounded like was the going to be the deal with Joshua. So maybe he could come out and look a lot better. Um, I think this would be a fight, though, that if if you still think, well, dude, he was off for a long time, and he, he only fought, you know, one round in over two years, you could see he couldn't, his timing was off and all that. I think this would kind of finalize if he is done, done or not, you know? I really think so. This is the because t- this is some ballsy ass fight. You just lost, and now you're gonna now you're gonna take on him. Like you can say a lot about Wilder, sure, that's fine. Go ahead, but this dude's got some fucking balls, man, and he's got some heart, dude. I mean, what he displayed in that third fight, make all the memes and videos, trash them all you want. But as a boxing fan, this dude will go out on his shield and he will take on all comers. If he takes on Zhang next, I mean, come on, dude, coming off a loss like that. Like I said, I, he didn't get murdered in there. Maybe I shouldn't be using that word when it comes to boxing, but he didn't get completely, you know, destroyed. He just got beat handily, but. You know, he only got hurt once, I think. But anyway, that would be crazy, but it's not official. Speaking, staying in the heavyweight division, um, 
Opatia, Opatia, that cruiserweight, he's going to be on the undercard of Fury Usyk, and he's going to train and spar with Fury. Now, it's not the same exact style. I get it. However, like, that tells you Tyson Fury means business. I remember seeing that footage of him already in Saudi Arabia. Is that true? He's already there? Or did he go there to sign something? I don't know. But just having this dude in camp, like I said, it's not a replica, but he's a he's got you know fast hands. He's got skill. This is a great. This really tells me how focused Tyson Fury is. Uh, Terry Lane came out and said the article published by No Smoke Boxing is wholly inaccurate. Zhang is not signed for any fight. Any official statement will be made via us as his management team or his promoter, Queensberry. So just a heads up there. By the way, <laughs> that's my fault. I forgot about um, the atypical finding thing. I, I forgot. I forgot. Okay. I forgot. Um, this is Kevin Ioli, I think, had it first, if I remember correctly. Um, maybe I'm wrong on that. But um, Baturbiev did, you know, have an atypical finding for raised levels of HGH and testosterone in his December 6th BADA drug test, right? However, both substances occur naturally in the body, and the atypical finding is not a violation like an adverse finding, a positive test. So the, the fight goes on. And they basically followed up test. You know, they requested the follow-up test for Bada, and they were all negative. So he says, it has come to my attention that Callum Smith intends to, you know, mislead, you know, basically mislead out there about body testing in this. He said, I'm clear. I'm a clean athlete. I've never used the same, but, you know, band steps and blah, blah, blah. Um, and, you know, Kyle Smith came back and said, um, it's not a pass test. It's not a failed test. The fight is still happening. That's the main thing. I'm not a scientist. I'm a fighter. I'm here to beat him, take his belts and go home per uh, boxing news. So, um, now Eddie said, I feel like there needs to be more transparency. We're not scientists, but we read information. And of course it raises concern. Oh, you want, oh, Eddie, you want transparency. Huh? Well, that's rich. Well, that's, that's interesting. So you, you know, I'm with you, Eddie. Let's get some transparency, buddy. Let's get some trans. Let's, let's put it on the table. I think we should have a hearing. Okay, I'll stop. Um, so pro, according to Pro Box Al Dawson, um, I think, what, a day ago, he uh, reported that William Zapata will be traveling to sign for a fight against Maxi Hughes. Um, so so we'll see. Maxi Hughes, they're, they're in talks. You know, that's what Hughes has revealed. Uh, it could take place March 16th in Las Vegas as an IBF final eliminator to determine the Mando for uh, Lomachenko and Cambosis, which is expected to happen in April. So, 
that is something out there. Um, someone sent me this with J- oh Jamel Herring with uh, what's his toes um, from my state, Art Man, um, talking about he's ready to put Herring in the hospital. And shit. I can't, I can't do that. I can't do that. I, I don't, I don't do that. I don't give a shit if it's a straw weight. These motherfuckers can punch, dude. They got technique. They can take a punch. That whole dumb shit is, is shit. It's just silly. But uh, Herring said, we're not entertaining a dude that only trains at LA Fitness using a tripod and camera every week. Uh, he should be taking that energy to all the dudes his girl misses. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't like that. I don't, I don't do that. I hate, I hate that because these. These boxers, dude, like, like when you say, oh, I could beat his ass, it's like, dude, no, you couldn't. No, you couldn't. I've literally seen a boxer at a bar that was, it was all self-defense, and I've seen wrestlers in self-defense. Like, not begging, but pleading with someone not to fucking do this anymore. Dude, it's cool. I get it. I don't want to fight you, dude. And then self-defense. It's over. Whether it's a headlock, you know, in a submission type thing, like, hey, you're done, or someone got fucked up, you know? Someone got knocked the fuck out. So I don't do that stuff. I think that's ridiculous. If you never box like that on a professional level and you're out there saying you're gonna put a boxer in the hospital, that that's a prime example of boxing Twitter and engagement. It, it's fucking ridiculous, dude. Um, do, 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 do. So Eddie Hearn said Devin Haney uh, may now defend against Sandor Martin as mandatory challenger, or he could, you know, go up to uh, Walter Wade for a bigger fight. That's what he said. That's what he said. Uh, he also mentioned on Matt, this is matchroom boxing. Um, he said um, about, you know, Garcia want role. He said, weird. Really weird. I mistakenly believe Ryan Garcia was a legacy guy who wanted to fight the top guys for the championship, but I can't blame him for what he's doing. He's taking the easy route to a chip, to a championship. Um, Oh, there is some rumors as well. Sounds like May 18th is a targeted date, according to, I shouldn't say completely rumors, Eddie Hearn did confirm that they're trying to make Lee Wood, Josh Warrington part two in city ground. Um, it has confirmed that the fight is in the hands of the club, meaning the, the soccer team that has the stadium, or the, the stadium. So yeah, sign me up, dude. That's dope. Um, he said, Eddie said this to pro box. He said, uh, he's made a, an official offer to boots Ennis and trying to, and trying and, to try to sign him to defend his IBF welterweight title on matchroom zone. We've made offers. I don't know if anything will happen, but we'd love it. So that's kind of interesting. Eddie Hearn has also revealed, this is MMA fighting, um, his intentions, you know, to uh, fight Hergovic for the vacant IBF title, uh, you know, after the AJ and got to fight on March 8th. Not March 9th, it is March 8th. Now, there's also, I think it was Coppinger, if I remember correctly, uh, that was talking about NUA and Neri is signed. Multiple people came out and said that's not true. This is one of them. Dan Raphael said the fight is not signed. Neri is still on indefinite suspension. 
in Japan. Likely it will be taken care of and it'll come off a suspension, but it's not official or anything like that. It's not a done deal. Um, actually on MMA fighting, uh, Nganu said if Anthony Joshua takes the punch that Tyson Fury was knocked down on, I don't guarantee that he's getting up. I've heard that he doesn't have a chin. I'm going to find out. Kind of interesting. Uh, Cliff Roll made a good point that if that Neary fight does happen, that um, the 10th, um, whether it's ring or, you know, trans boxing, transnational boxing, someone's going to freak the fuck out by me saying that. Transnational boxing, you know, the, the rankings, basically. So um, this would be the 10th uh, top 10 contender uh, in their class in the last 12 uh, with now nine of those 10 ranked in the top five by one or other, one or the other. So he's basically saying, hey, anyway, still, you know, fighting a lot of, a lot of good, good fighters. So, you know, the fight would take place in Tokyo. It's, it's, it's an ongoing fight the last several years that has been talked about. Hopefully that gets made, um, you know, hopefully Neri shows up for that fight. Now, there has been some rumors about Floyd Schofield, undefeated prospect, looking to become a contender, taking on Jojo Diaz, either March or April on the zone is from what, I, what I'm hearing. Wow, that would be a great step up, great step up. Now, IFL TV says Tim Zoo Ortiz, Virgil Ortiz, in the summer. Tim Zhu is set to begin negotiations for a summer showdown with Virgil Ortiz uh, this week with a potential date down under rumored. Um, you know, it sounds like in March he's going to take on Erickson Lubin, which would be a good fight. Um, let's see. I think, I, let's see. We got to Oh, I, did, I didn't mention, but Chavez Jr. was arrested with an illegal possession of assault rifle over the weekend in L.A., um, I don't know. I really don't know what what's up with that. If, you know what's what's going to come of that, boss. Um, oh boy, O'Hara Davies. God, I can't say his fucking name right. O'Hara Davies. Um, I I told Lee that I'm not interested in rebuilding fights. If I can't compete with the best, then I'm washed. Well, um. Are you washed it? Um, and we'll sit down and watch Azim and Dalton Smith take the throne. What, what throne are we talking about? Next fight I'd like is Ramirez, Regis, somebody on the level. I'm ready in early May. Okay, dude. I mean, you just got knocked the fuck out. Uh, Haney, you know, came back with the, if Ryan is such a big draw, why has he only fought in pay-per-view once? Never before. Why he couldn't sell the last arena that he fought in. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he definitely, definitely didn't sell out his arena. This is Adrian Delgado. Great follow. Shouts out to you, Adrian. Tim Zhu Ortiz would be a tremendous matchup. Exactly. I was just saying that earlier. Both pressure fighters, but applied differently. One has measured approach that counters with accuracy uh, versus an aggressive approach led by a power jab and ferocious combinations. Boy, a lot to like in this potential fight, man. That would be 
great. Please tell me it was Rick Glazier who recommended signing O'Hara Davies to Goldboy, right? Uh, just tried hugging my mother on her birthday, and Tony Weeks waved it off. That shit is funny. I like that shit. Uh, Roly said, everyone thought I was joking about his power. I systematically broke him down and took my time. Oh, boy. Um, oh, yeah, this is someone sent me this earlier, too. Uh, while lots of eyes will be on Virgil, and they should be, don't miss the Colmay event with Golden Boy's newest soon-to-be star, O'Hara Davies. He wins the title. He gets Rollies. Well, he got Rollies, all right. Um, uh, Lefty said, new financial situation, new baby. Divorce, talking about Ryan Garcia. Also played a part in the decision. Two paychecks instead of one. Rolly is the side hustle. Devin is the main check. Yeah. I mean, that lines up. That does line up. Fred says it's funny that the same promoters and fighters will talk loud about boxing fights they're going to make. Bamboozle people into believing, then make a different fight, and people get mad at someone else. Then they fall for it all over again. Rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. Um, let's see. Box Red Gray, proud of Roly. <laughs> proud of Roly healing rapidly from his ultimate Frisbee injury. That's a rough sport. No? Um, injury to help Ryan get his first world title. Such a great dude. Yeah, that is nice, man. Nice. Really nice. What a guy. Um, yeah, this is, the, this is the actual tweet. I notified my team I'm going a different route. My intent now is to fight Roly. Make it bigger. You got to make that other fight bigger, right? Like I said, I don't mind this route. I uh, I thought this was going to be the route, actually. Um, he said, after what happens to Roley, the dev fight will be even bigger. Everyone critiquing now will end up seeing it was a better move. Plus, he can go fight Richardson Hitchens. I mean, I don't think that's who he's going to fight. I don't think that's who he's going to fight. Um, Dan Stoop says, win or lose, Francis Ngannou was probably set up to make $25 million. Set up for a $25 million rematch? What? Who's he rematching? Bummer he's not eligible for the 50000 um, or the for the 5000 performance of the night bonus, or 50000 but a solid night nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I think that's about it, folks. I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to get out of here. Um, enjoy the fights. Like I said, let's hope that we're recapping like a sleeper fight that just pops off. Or maybe this main event will pop off. Maybe Callum Smith will just pull off a big upset. Who knows? Anyway, I'm going to get out of here. Enjoy the fights. I'll be back next Tuesday. Peace.